Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Scumbags, this is the Scummy Mummies Podcast, with your hosts, Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies Podcast, it's me, Ellie Gibson. And it's me, Helen Thorne. And our guest today is Matt Coyne, aka Dad versus Baby. <laughs> Is that right? I can't remember. I suddenly had a mind blank. Father versus kid. Dad versus man versus baby. Oh my god. This is your turn to fuck up the guest name. I called. I got his name right. I just fucked up his brand. It doesn't matter. No, it's it's just the way people can contact and follow him. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. It's just the way I'll make me livid. That's right. Man versus dad. That's what I said. Welcome to the slummy mummies. Yeah. Oh, we usually get scrummy, don't we? Which is odd. It's obviously. It's when people email us and going, like, usually like PR people going, Mm. hey, I'm a huge fan of the scrummy mummies (laughs) podcast. You're like, you're really not, mate. You're really. Just don't lie to us. Don't. It's fine. Just say, can I put my client on your podcast? I'd rather you're honest. Yes. Yes. Right. Well, lessons for PR professionals out the way. Welcome to the podcast, Matt. Now, it says here on the running order that Helen's done you're an author you're a dad you're a social media star and a legend but how would you describe Matt Coyne Matt Coyne I'd start with legend yeah, and then obviously. work back <laughs> yeah. from social and then work back to dad yeah all right so they're the your least, brand pillars that's the yeah. least of my roles <laughs> yeah. yeah no you you, are a legend. you're defined by the fact you once chucked one up someone well done um <laughs> that's just the one how do you know it was once <laughs> Well, I'm accurate. <laughs> I mean, most babies aren't they conceived by a single sperm? Isn't that how it yes. works? Many millions of sperm, but then the lucky one that makes it through. Well, they say it's the egg thousand. now, don't they? Haven't we talked about oh, this before? Or the egg chooses the sperm. Yes, they used to say it was like the sperm, but actually the egg chooses them. So the Lindsay's egg, egg is like, yeah, that one. The rest what, of like the shit. A naked attraction. <laughs> yes, just saw the tail. Oh. I went, mm. <laughs> Do you know that that's the one program I can't watch? Why? What's wrong with you? It's because it's Everyone all like it's a bit of bums and tits. Come on, it's all the shaving. Yes, yes. <laughs> what do we say, so, Ellie? So closely shaved. What do we say? A penis looks like a wonky turnip, <laughs> a dolphin's nose. Oh, <laughs> or I like when you say a face without eyebrows. Oh. Yes, it is. Something's not right. Are you not a manscaper then, Matt? I'm bloody not, no. No, do you just... Are you full 70s bush? <laughs> it reaches all the way around the back. It looks like I'm wearing mohair trunks. <laughs> 
we have to damp ours down with leave-in conditioners. Yes, yes. Sweep it. What we say? Damp it round. Damp it down. Sweep it round. That's right. Bit of mousse. Yeah. Anything. That's what you ask for when you go. Yeah. To the bejazzle. Yes. Just a bit of conditioner. Yeah. This week. Just a comb, thanks. Well, we're really getting into the important issues straight off the bat, guys. So thanks for that. So what what do you do, Matt, on your blog? Men eat babies. What's is it a blog? I don't know. No, go on. You've written a book, Matt. Go on, tell us about your book. Man vs. Baby is my blog and my social media stuff. Right. Where I talk about blog? parents. 2024, but all right, carry on. <laughs> you said it, Ellie. <laughs> I was taking your lead. <laughs> so anyway... So, That's me blog. Right. So, uh, yes. so I started on MySpace.com forward slash. There it is. There we are. <laughs> right. Oh, so I must add you on Friendster when I get home. Anyway, well, carry on. So if you want to go along to HTTPS <laughs> colon slash slash. So, she only but, stopped spelling out the name of the website with www dot about two years ago because I kept telling her off. Yes, you did, yeah. and I listened and eventually learned. That's how that that goes. She just keeps saying it again and again. Yeah, it works. Yep. Uh, so, sorry, anyway, your your blog. So my social media presence... <laughs> platform. ...is uh, Man vs. Baby, where I talk about parenting in, in a comedic fashion. Yeah, that's or, the goal, I mean, isn't it? I mean, yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> Jovial yeah. tones, yeah. yes. And, There's uh, no money in it, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> and it really isn't, is it? <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, because of that, I wrote a couple of books about parenting. Mm. Um not how to do parenting, to be clear. No, like, not really. Yeah, because I think between the three of us, you could write about that on the back of a fucking postcard. Yeah, that, you know? I mean, that's you, a pamphlet. Really. If you are coming to any of this shit for advice about parenting, then you're definitely in the wrong place. But yeah, mm. so I wrote Dummy and Man versus Toddler as a follow up, and uh, I've just written my first uh, novel as well. Oh, so so novels traditionally are fiction based. I don't know if you knew that, Matt. Um, but well, thank, you, thank you. I don't was nowhere. You were so au fait with publishing. I've actually got an English literature degree from Sheffield University. Well, that's um, worth fuck all. Isn't it? <laughs> listen, listen. It's very good if you want to get into video games journalism. <laughs> That'll do. That'll do. A real yeah. shortcut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So how much of the novel is fiction, and how much of it is really you just like wrote shit that happens down and changed the names. <laughs> The lead character's called Nat. Yes. Nat, uh, yeah. Nat Boyne. <laughs> and his son Barley. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's pretty accurate, actually. Oh, how did I guess? Yeah, because I'm la- basically lazy. But that's how I wrote the first two books, is basically observe what's happening, write it down, and then put it on a page. <laughs> this is a masterclass. Put it into Microsoft Word. This is an absolute masterclass. If you can change the font size. You <laughs> That you makes it longer. Under, yeah. That definitely makes it longer. Yeah, yeah. Change the headings. I like to divide things up into sections I call chapters. I don't know if that's the structure <laughs> that's a structure you've looked at idea. doing. It's quite a modern thing, actually, but it works well for me. Yeah. You, had, you had pictures in your book. Did we have pictures? First, in the first in one, first yeah, we had one. illustrations and, and little box outs. Do you remember, Ellie? Your mother drew a picture of the bugger me. Oh, she did. We used to do a sketch with the right on dads, didn't they? And yeah. they had a, a like a bugger, a buggy called the bugger me, and she did a drawing of it. Do you, do you still do the right on dads in your show? No, we haven't for a while. No, I, I'm very. They were they were the two hipster dads. I was very fond of Rod and Rod. Uh-huh. Re- well, as, a, as, as a fellow who's been in your audience multiple times, because mm. you know I love you guys, and I come I could see you whenever I can. When I'm the only fellow in the audience, the right on dads feels personal. <laughs> Because last time we had them out, they were they just got into kimchi, oh. or as they like to call it, himchi. <laughs> oh my god! 
That sketch made me unwell. It was so funny. Yeah, they, they, they have a fermenting workshop called Probiotics. <laughs> Putting the men in fermenting. The men in fermenting. I think they're great characters. Fermention. Right, that's it. We're bringing it back. Yeah. Who knows? I'll sort you out of venue. (laughs) Right. Oh, God. Listen. Get to, the, get to the chase, Gibson. I wasn't going to bring it up, but you've oh, brought you it totally up, Oh, you were totally going to bring it up. Oh, yeah. So here's what happened, listeners. <laughs> a few <laughs> years ago, Matt Coyne, you know, was we're, we're friendly. He was like, hey, come to Sheffield. Come up north where I live. I was like, I like Sheffield. I went to Union Sheffield. Very strong curry house. Balty King, sadly now closed, of course. God bless you, Tony. Anyway, the point English is... English degree's worthless, I hear. It's worthless. And you were like, yeah, there's this great venue... <laughs> Had you, can I ask first of all, had you actually been to this venue or had you just heard it was a great venue? I'd, honestly, I have been to that venue. Right. In, in the summer. summer. In, the <laughs> summer. <laughs> in the summer. And on your advisement, we booked that venue for March. I mean, I didn't, I didn't put a gun to your head or anything like that. I, I sort, of, sort of suggested you that this would be a good... Us. I suggested They'd that you should come, come to Sheffield yeah. and this would be a great venue. It'll be, it'll be a lovely <sighs> evening. And what did we discover, Helen, when we arrived at the venue in Sheffield in March? It was very cold, Ellie, and it was almost like it was almost like a haunted, mm. abandoned <laughs> cinema. Yeah, with no heating and a very like cathedral-like ceilings. That's right. Yeah. They'd, they'd they'd said they'd refurbished the disused cinema. What they'd actually done is had a bit of a Hoover, as yeah. far as I could gather. <laughs> like the dressing room was like a sort of bare walled sort of. Oh, toilet, toilet, yes, wasn't it? Yes, and, and then climbed I mean, up a ladder to get there. Not an ex-toilet. That, that was that was the toilet. <laughs> that was, the, was toilet. the toilet. And then you climbed up a ladder to get there. Yeah, and then and then as oh, you said, there was the <laughs> there was no heating. I don't mean the heating was like on low. It wasn't turned. I mean there was literally no heating system functioning in mm. the building. So the entire audience was sitting there in their coats with their scarves and woolly hats on. And I don't know about you guys, I find it quite hard to laugh when I'm fucking freezing. <laughs> you should know you've been to both Mount Everest and Antarctica. Yes, yes. But were you colder in Sheffield, Ellie Gibson? I, I genuinely was. Because in those places, I was wearing like a down jacket and, you know, like waterproof trousers. And in Sheffield, I was wearing a gold cat suit. <laughs> I, I felt really bad. I was sat in the audience. You constantly refer to the fact that he was fucking freezing all night there was it was so cold it was like everybody was vaping yeah it was just it was just steam from people's breasts i lost a toe in that first act yeah yeah and uh, i knew it was cold at the point well i knew it was cold because you kept saying so and because it was fucking cold but also a woman went past me as i was uh, as i was got to the toilet she was like leaving i was thinking it's that cold somebody's leaving she says no i'm just, I'm just going to the car to get a blanket <laughs> Fuck me. It was so, so cold. It was so. This is how cold it was. I don't know if you know this. I can't remember if I told you. It was so cold that. And, and I do, I, I am one of these annoying women who fucking fit, really feels the cold and bangs on about it. You've just, just been to Antarctic. Again, had a down jacket, not, not a problem. I know. Uh, well, someone... this was good preparation, wasn't well, it? Well, And yeah. in fairness to the people of Sheffield, less penguin shit. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it's true. It didn't stink as much. Slightly. Um, but, uh, yeah, so um, after the first half, we came off stage, went in the terrible toilet dressing room. <laughs> mm. And I was like, I'm so cold. And I was, like, shaking. And for the second half... I decided the only thing I could do was I put on every single cat suit that we had, mm. like from show, like from bits we weren't even doing anymore. Yeah. I just put on like ten cat suits. You so were like I went a back shimmering out. babushka doll, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> walking like I was in a full plaster cast. <laughs> just Amazing with all scenes. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. Um, we still refer to it as one of the worst gigs we've ever done, <laughs> Helen, don't we? Yes, it's on par with the Thai restaurant in Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his little face, Matt's little face, when oh, he met your face. dad. Oh. oh. Yeah. Oh my I mean, God. when I say I've been to see you guys six times, what I mean is I've been to see your dad six times. Yeah. You just happened to be on stage performing at the same time. We were the gateway drug to Basically. the real good stuff. Yeah, the real star. Because you, of course, are of the right age uh, to. to that, so. You're the prime demographic for the TV show my dad was in, Jossie's Giants. Jossie's Giants, yeah. So, so every time I see him, I get a photograph with Jossie, and then I put it on my WhatsApp group with, with fellas who are of similar age to me. My. Um, <laughs> When, when I last, I think when I last saw you guys, probably Leeds or somewhere like that, it was somewhere North Yorkshire, and uh, your dad gave me COVID, I think. Oh my God. Oh, that's right. Oh my God. Yes, I do. We were, we, we were WhatsApping and you're like, mm, yeah. Yeah. Dad's got COVID. Jossie's COVID. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's become one of my uh, one of my facts about myself. You know, when you introduced myself, Jossie Jossie gave me COVID. Right? <laughs> 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 you know, when you introduce yourself at uh, sort of strange events. I did like a like a book event, which like a, which was more sort of a book circle, and you have to introduce yourself with two facts about yourself. Oh. I, I, I actually got it wrong. It was supposed to be three facts and one that was incorrect. But I gave two facts about myself. One was that Jossie gave me COVID. And uh, the other one was that a piranha bit me on the penis. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> is that really? I was I've been bitten on the penis by a piranha. Yeah. Tell what us more. Um I was um it was a caiman piranha. It's not a real piranha, I don't think. They call what it. What do you mean? What a fake piranha? What do you got a dog masquerading <laughs> as a piranha? Fancy dress party. What are you Just talking a fin about? On the, it was uh, it was in it was in the Caribbean and I got on one of these um you know, these excursions where you take a boat out right. and they give you you can buy fish food for like a dollar and it comes in a little tube. But the tube has perishable paper around it, so it dissolves on contact with water. Okay. So what you're supposed to do is jump in the water, break it so the food is released, and then swim away from the uh, from the cloud of all right. So to food, observe the then, fish and, coming yeah. in. But, but, but this, but hang on, the food is designed to attract piranhas. Well, I just think they just happen to be in the area. Fucking, uh, I would not. Why would you get into piranha infested? That's what I mean. I don't think they're real piranhas. Food. They're called caiman piranhas. <laughs> but they felt like real piranhas when you bite on the knob. I'll tell you. <laughs> what were you wearing? Were you not well, wearing this is a the problem. Suit? I didn't. I didn't break it and swim away from it. I had it in my pocket and just jumped in. And then I just had a cloud of food around my testicles. <laughs> and then just nobody like, wants that. <laughs> not anyone, not ever. And then uh, just a, a cloud of food. Just a shoal of fish with massive teeth just attacked. <laughs> oh, I like how he has to get that in there. Their teeth were massive. They'd have to be. They'd have to be. They weren't nibbling away. It was a no. massive, massive. He dislocated his jaw. <laughs> yeah, everyone was reticulated jaws like a python. He's seen the Meg. <laughs> I was Jason Statham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh but my so god. It, well, I mean, it's like, it, I mean, it was more of a scratch in the end, but it was. Uh, it's very. <laughs> Nobody wants very... a sharp tooth around the end of their, you know, life. No, no, each to their own, Helen. Well, Absolutely. that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. Things... <laughs> Absolutely. Don't, don't yuck someone's yum. This is. That's not a saying. It is. Don't yuck, don't yuck someone's, someone's yum. We say that all the time. Oh my god. <laughs> you can have that. The other one we say is you. there's a lid for every pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a fish for every penis. 
<laughs> you can, add, you can add, add that in. Oh, We're wow. going to get some T-shirts done. How did it heal? Was it a, was it a difficult wound? <laughs> Put some Sablon on it. Yeah. <laughs> 47 stitches in there. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just just a, the it, was, it was a minor scratch, but it was painful. And I had to quickly whip off my trunks. <laughs> yes, my yes. Short, my shorts. In the water. In the water, because they were full of... Food and, and fish. blood, <laughs> a food and food and blood, because of course the blood then attracts the sharks. Wow. I mean, so I was out of the water Why quite quickly. Write a book about this? Wow. But then I got out of the. Uh, of course, I'm then I have to get back on the boat with no shorts on, and it's like a family and a bleeding penis, a family a family boat. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with your blood hose Mommy, why, is this, why is his penis bleeding what has he been doing with it Susan <laughs> oh my god he's rubbed wow. himself raw <laughs> oh. was, was your lovely partner Lindsay was she there for this She'll, I mean, yeah, she was on. She was on. I think she just refused to acknowledge <laughs> me as I got back on board and just pretended that I was oh, belonging to somebody yeah. else. Yeah. Oh my god. That tends to be a. Uh, route. I mean, it's, it's a strategy generally. we've all had to employ at various. Just points pretend you map. don't. You don't know oh, me. Just, that's it. Just don't. Uh, just don't. So that's work. how I got COVID from Jose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing that. I feel like you should have saved it for, for Graham Norton, but I'm glad. I'm glad you were generous enough. To, I shouldn't uh, have shared. Uh, saved it for the book club. They just looked at me. It's completely. You uh, told your book blank. club that oh, was that, that was, the, that was, the, that was yeah. the two facts that. Oh, I, I what was, sort of what, things? Like, I went first as well. So like, where did you go from piranha penis? Then, well, that, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. The next person was like, I once read 172 books in a year. Oh, that's like, that's oh, a fact. Nice. Well, great, great fact. Let oh. me show you my cock. <laughs> All right, Scar. Did you know this is one of my favourite facts? Helen, poor Helen's heard it before. One of my favourite historical facts: Mussolini claimed to have read every book ever written, <laughs> <laughs> and like people were like, "No, you didn't, Mussolini." That's even though it's only like nineteen thirty. That's physically impossible. Nineteen forty. Anyway, so what he would do is he would. Oh, he also claimed that he never slept. Like not like Thatcher four hours a night. Like he claimed that he never slept. <laughs> so he'd just put the light on in the library overnight and he'd put a cardboard cutout of himself in the window <laughs> so it looked like oh, oh Benito's he in the library never again. Oh, he's such a bookworm, isn't yeah. he? Oh. He just what's your now always on that new Jilly Cooper? <laughs> well, he's gotta read all the books in the world. <laughs> uh, yeah. My oh, A level history, don't write in. My A level history teacher told me that, that therefore it's historical fact. <laughs> don't write in and tell me it's not true, because I'm not interested if it's not. It's a don't, don't WhatsApp us. Don't don't DM us on Instagram yeah. to correct us. Yeah. We don't like it. Might explain why I only got a B, but nonetheless, <laughs> I'm going with it. I really want to read Mussolini's review of Riders. <laughs> That'd be, a, be such a great review. Oh, well, I'm learning Italian. I can translate it for you. It'll be fine. It'll be... It's, it's a funny thing about dictators. They do say it's like Kim Jong Un saying he's. Uh, he hits a hole in one every time he hits a ball and stuff like that. And Donald Trump does the same. Doesn't it's he? These almost weird like they've got some things. sort of pathology that causes them to become a dictator in the in the first place, isn't it? It's really strange. It's, yes, <laughs> yeah, the cunts, aren't they? Yeah, yeah that's right, yes. And that's, that's the thread, really. That's the thing that connects them. They're all cunts. Yes. <laughs> and don't write in and say, oh, you shouldn't put Thatcher in that bracket. Yes, you fucking should. <laughs> Good. That's the politics done. Yeah. Excellent. I know Matt will agree with me, so... Yes, I know, because I was, was going to say, because one of the things that Ellie and I admire about you, like about you, feel and a kinship with you, is that you, you give no shits with your social media and you, you're a bit ballsy. No, you're very ballsy. 
about you know your beliefs and you just put it out there and I, I commend you for that. Famously you're super pro-Brexit and incredibly racist <laughs> Matt so and I love that you just oh, really put that out there. That UKIP stuff you did was <laughs> well, never I'm glad, off I'm, TV I'm news. I'm glad I've got this plot, platform now because it's the foreigners I don't, I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna clip that. Inga, use that for the audio clip for the social media. Put it on the back of the fucking paper. Where fault? Where fault? It is fault. Fuck off. No, of course you're you're you're. Well, I would describe you as very left wing, Matt. Is that fair? I think I'm quite a progressive fella. I think uh, I think I'm a normal person. Yeah. Mm. I think I'm a, I'm a, I'm a decent. I try to be a decent human being. I think that's the only thing I try to do. One thing I I. I decided very early on with my uh, social media stuff with Man vs Baby is that at some point my little boy's going to read all this stuff mm. and a lot of it is going to scratch his head and think what the fuck was going on at the time but at the very least oh, I wonder why look. dad's penis was bleeding <laughs> on that holiday <laughs> now I know uh, it will save an awkward conversation if sure. he could just flick through Instagram and just to look at the pictures <laughs> in 20 years time but if, he, but if he looks back and thinks that, that actually maybe I was on the right side of history for some of this sort of stuff then I can sleep a little bit easier that's all mm. so mm. I, think it's, I think it's mad not to use that, so is that platform that you've got sometimes is that your because do you ever put a, a post that has a, a political sort of leaning or, or viewpoint on it and and do you, when you put that, do you ever kind of have a pause and think, right, what's because whenever we do sort of anti-Tory stuff, we we know we're going to lose a few yeah. followers for that, and we're just like, all right, fine, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. and, and we do get the old comment going, oh, I, you know, I don't come to you for this, I don't come here, and to be honest, we're a bit like, that's fine, you're you're allowed to say that, mm. but we're also allowed to say what we want on our mm. own platform, and yeah. you don't have to agree with it, yeah. but we have to be allowed to express our opinion because yeah, we really your... care about shit it's yeah. our shop front that's who, who we are and and sometimes you know and we you know because two of us use a, the thing we there has never been a time where neither of us has, has said oh look i think we should say something about this or whatever we've always back each other up because we've got very similar values yeah, yeah. well that, and, that, and those are the sort of people that you want to turn up at shows and listen to this podcast though sure yeah so yeah yeah it kind of matt haig always calls it exfoliation it's kind of like a yeah it's like a skin sloth it off yeah. yeah and i think that's uh yeah if if i ever sort of second guess and i think i'm not sure about posting this i'll immediately post it without thinking really right. yeah. oh, so that's that, that little itchy bit yeah because no, yeah. i'm not because the second i start second guessing i might as well stop doing it and i might as well stop thinking about uh thinking How- about it so and is that 100% successful? Have you ever posted something and regretted it? Yeah, yeah. Um, not very often. Sometimes I'll, I'll take something back down because I realise I've phrased something in a certain way that might that yeah. might upset somebody. And if and if someone comes to me and says, you've upset me because of this, if that's a reasonable thing, yeah. then I'll absolutely uh, take it down and rethink and, oft- and often say so. And uh, well, I've never done anything... T- to super offensive, not nothing. Anything, anything's been worth apologising for, or anything like that. But if, if it's upset one person and their reasoning makes sense, then that's absolutely fine with me. But uh, often the reasoning doesn't make sense. Often that often it's complete fucking nonsense. And then you can just double down. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, <laughs> and that's the best bit of our social media. <laughs> oh, you like that, do you? Yeah, yeah. 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 How about this? Yeah. Sometimes when people turn up and they're like, uh, they're like, well, I I come here for this, and I don't well. But I don't know why you're coming here at all, then. <laughs> yeah. Or scroll past, or just move on. Mm. Life's too short. But um, yeah, so going back to your book, which is the uh, the advertisement, which is the reason you agreed to be on this podcast. 
Um, <laughs> I'm scared of this podcast. I'm, Why? Well, because every time I do something with you two, you drag me into something that's fucking, you know. Unless, you, unless you, throw, you, you come throw back into the boss. piranha's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I already talked to you about your pubes <laughs> and getting eaten by a piranha on your penis. What exactly. As if I've not shared that with my family before. You saw my other way of dragging that out. With your what, sorry? I haven't shared that with my mum yet about my penis. Well, she's here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> with the piranha. Yes. And some pseudocrine. <laughs> But no, last time, last time I saw you guys was at a festival. Was it? Uh, best, did we do? We, we did camp festival together. A late night shabu. I yes, think. And that was couple, that was a couple of years ago, was it? Yeah. So I've seen you since then. But that time, you were you guys were on the big main stage, mm. and uh, when we were camping near each other, and you said, "Oh, come along to the thing tonight. We're doing in the literary tent." And uh, you can help us out. Oh, so thought... it was Dick Advisor, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, Dick we did Dick Advisor with Matt Coyne. <laughs> oh, that's and I right. thought, well, th- well, it's all right because it, they'll have to behave themselves because it's in like a literary tent. So it's going to be <laughs> oh, super sophisticated. Blue. It and, uh, was filth. You had me grading cocks for like half an hour or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw your husband's penis. I saw Pete's penis, I think. In a sock. In a sock. In yeah, a sock. So, yeah, yeah we, we abandoned well that done, bit though. a bit uh, not long after that because we did it a few times and then we realised it was more weird than funny. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to let things go. It was it was a funny thing that we shared. We thought, let's just draw messed penises on... Yeah, I mean, you're saying it was weird for you. What was weird for me was getting photographs the following day <laughs> sent to me. They were just basically cropped and it was just a picture of me <laughs> with a big cock behind me and various cocks behind me. It just completely <laughs> cropped, so it looks like I'm just on stage with just big cocks behind me, <laughs> and that's why stuff like doing this makes me nervous. That's why you've gone for the audio version this time. Uh, no visuals as stated by your agents. Um, oh, yeah, dear. thanks for bringing along the pictures of cocks again, though. I really no, yeah, no, and no, Pete no. is just waiting out the back when you're ready, you'll yeah. be right out. Um, but yeah, so for your third book, um, so why did you decide not because as you say, you did, you've done they did very well, the two books that were sort of writing about Sunday your life. Sunday Times bestseller, no less. Yes. Mm, yeah. Why did you decide to change it up and do a bit of fiction? Because I think my little boy got to an age, he went off to school basically, and uh, it sort of became his story rather than our story, right? So I mm. couldn't really write about it uh, in the same way. And the other thing is, they kind of you can write about babies and toddlers in kind of a generic way. It's always going to be funny because they're all kind of similar. Yeah. They're all the same sort of pen. They ask about the same things. Whereas uh, once they get to sort of five, six or whatever, they become sort of their own person. So my little boy's into like Minecraft and Roblox and stuff like that. He's a big gamer. It's very much like you. Yeah. But there's other kids who are like really into sports or whatever. So immediately if I just talk about Minecraft and what a pen they ask being talked about, Talking about Minecraft all the time is immediately a cut off the kids who are all into sport and they don't really the parent those parents. Mm. I mean, my uh, I tell you, my little boy with Minecraft, he's that obsessed with it. I was wrote about this the other day where he, um, I'm trying to get him to put his tablet down for like two minutes, and eventually he's going to just refuse to put his tablet down. So I'm, I'm thinking about turning the Wi-Fi off at this point. Eventually we get to like a compromise where he gets an extra five minutes. Those five minutes he spent building a grave of me in Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really That's nice grave. Now he's a legend. But that is legend behaviour. He's nice. inherited someone's quick wit. It was by the water. Lovely. It had my yes. name on it. Yeah. By it the like water, a... like he just drowned you. He <laughs> yeah. just held you under. But it while the, pan- like... while the piranhas nibbled away yeah. <laughs> your penis. It just like right back next to the water. It had like roses. It had a grieving llama next to it. But then I posted about this 
I say I wrote about it, and a woman came back and says, you've, you've, you've broken the first rule of parenting in negotiating. You are the parent, he is the child or whatever. So, um, so I was talking about this, this with Charlie, and he immediately went on and built a grave for this woman as well. <laughs> Unbelievably excellent. That's amazing. He oh. is a legend. Oh. Uh, yeah, he needs to start baby versus man, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Um, yeah, it just felt right the right time to, to, to switch. And then I said to the publishers, um, I told them I wasn't going to write another one. They're like, well, what are you going to do then? So I said, I've got an idea for a fiction book. And that's where Frank and Red came Frank from. Frank and Red. And so, so the, the book is such a tender relationship between neighbours is that right so that's right. red's yeah. the little boy whose parents have just separated yeah and frank's the curmudgeonly curmudgeon uh, uh man next door who's lost his wife is that right yeah, yeah. so he's uh, yeah he's an absolutely miserable old shit frank he's mm. absolutely horrible to everybody who he comes across but he's uh, he's grieving for the for his wife who lost a couple of years ago and he's become it's become agoraphobic because of it for a couple of reasons. One, he's um, he, he just can't leave can't leave the house because of his his uh, his grief, but also because he's he sees the ghost of his dead wife mm. as his uh, as his companion. It's the only person he has any contact with, and um, he's scared that if he goes beyond the front gate and he comes home again, then she'll be gone yeah. for good. Mm. So um, so yeah, he's he has no contact with the outside world. He's estranged from the rest of his family, and then this little boy appears over the fence with his new trampoline. One day he moves in, so and then they become. Well, I can't really spoil it too much, but no, uh, no. It, it's an interge- inter- intergenerational friendship, and they kind of. The whole point of the book is whether they can save each other from their, from their, um, from their problems. Really. Yeah, and did you, did you when you were growing up, did you have a really special relationship with an older person, or how did you? What what sort of? What well, was the inspiration sort of for the book? I mean, Frank is is part partly my granddad because mm-hmm. um, he's 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 Irish. He's he's from Dublin, and um, I come from quite a big Irish family. Uh, so that that really it's it's quite it's quite a thing about it. A very Irish thing, I think. A character that can be an absolute shit but still be lovable at the same time. Yeah. I kept thinking of Brendan Gleeson in my head when I was writing it, and mm. people like Colin Meaney and people like that. So I see me, I see me granddad there quite a lot. I see me dad as well. Um, my dad was um, was a real. Um, we've got a, an event tonight, a book event with uh, Sarah uh, Sarah Turner, your mum, as you know, know full well. So, but she wrote an, uh, an older character called Albert in her in her book Stepping Up. And uh, my dad is a cross between Frank and, and Albert. Albert is just a lovely, lovely old fella. Really, mm. really nice guy. And that's what my dad did. Dad was until he got to about sixty-eight and just went fuck it, really? <laughs> and just become the most miserable bugger. Absolutely lovely and the most generous fella you'd ever meet. But he was a real curmudgeon, like I mean. So what do you think was, was the catalyst for that? He just had enough. He was just like uh, so. I'm it wasn't done like it wasn't like a sort of you know brain thing when your brain changes when you get older or you know he had a loss or something he was no. just like fuck this shit I just he just suddenly realised hang on a minute I'm old now I can say do whatever the fuck I want nobody can do anything about it like I mean so I'm sick to death of being ultra polite to people who don't give a shit so it just I think I went through that when I was about 22 yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> so there's probably some of me in Frank as well like, like you say I went through that when I was about 20 yeah. as well. mm. and how was the writing process did it was it like in the film did it just spill out of you into like an old fashioned typewriter you're throwing pages <laughs> was it like that that's exactly was it yeah mm. the way it was well more sort of 
sitting around in my pants and nipping to the biscuit drawer. And <laughs> that's basically my entire writing regime. I, I don't. Um, I don't really have a have a way of writing really. I, the problem I've got is I'm a real procrastinator. I, I'll, yeah. I'll find any reason not to do what I'm supposed to be doing, mm. even if that thing is enjoyable. If I'm supposed to be doing it, it eliminates yeah. all joy, and I have to I have to find something else to do. So what I found is that if I wrote like a, if if I woke up one morning and opened my laptop and just not feeling it, I think right, I'll just leave it for today and I'm all right. But if I got to the laptop and wrote one sentence that was really good, I thought, well, I'm not going to do any better than that today. I might <laughs> and and that's just... why you've been writing this book for 14 years. <laughs> but here it is. But somehow... How did you get over that procrastination? Because I think that's something we, we've all had. We have that writing our show sometimes. Oh, well, we better clear the van out first. Oh, yeah. yeah. Better just answer these emails. Oh, we better just oh, go I'm to hungry. the shop. Should we, should we make a full roast turkey? Yeah, yeah. Let's, that's, that's right. Let's, let's just pluck the feathers out quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how do you get over the procrastination? I don't thing? think I did. I don't think mm. I did. I think I basically... A deadline is a pretty scary thing. Yeah. I, just, I, I got to the end of it. Somehow it was 110,000 words, and I genuinely don't know how it got to that beat. But yeah. it, just, it just did. One thing I did do is I, I wrote a lot of it in the pub. Mm. I think uh, a pub's a great place to be forced to do the thing that you're there to do if you're on your own. I think you're right, actually, removing yourself because I will, my house has never looked cleaner. <laughs> uh, I've, I've cleaned out every fucking surface. I'm trying to write your second book at the moment. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm really good at doing all the interviews because I have to turn off everything and interview someone and then I'll go back and go through my notes. But sitting down to write the fucking book, yeah. everything else. I'm doing a lot of running. I'm doing... Suddenly, I've got lots of things to do, so yeah. and, and I'm just very bad at it. But as soon as I get started, the thing I think I need to do is just put my phone in the bin. Yeah, that's yeah. it's that, that's the thing about a book. I think it's um, what's that saying about how yeah, you eat an elephant a, a bite at a time or whatever? Yeah, don't don't let, don't let it near your penis or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the that's the saying. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. But you, it's a, it's no joke. How do you eat an elephant a, a, a bite but at a time? But that's that's true of writing a book. I think if you look at it and think I've got right hundred thousand words you're gonna be like fucking no chance yeah. if you look at it and think i need to get these two characters in a car in 300 words then you'll you'll do it no bother yeah so i just loved it i absolutely love writing i can't wait to get back to writing another one mm. it's uh it feels like uh, it's the first job i've ever done that i really enjoy i've really? hated every job i've ever done apart from this one so mm. if they'll let me do it again then and so it, much the better like ellie and i've got teenagers um is it something we could like read to our you know, thirteen-year-olds. Or I don't or, see why not. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a, a couple of F's and Jeffs in there, or whatever. Oh, well, my children have certainly never heard the F word. <laughs> not <laughs> now, not <laughs> ever. No. Yeah, so you might want to, uh, you yeah. know, bleep that out of the audio book, whatever. But, yeah. But yeah, I don't, see, I don't see why not. It's very. Um, I've tried to make it as funny as I possibly can while still being. Kind of heartwarming and it's got your, it's definitely got your things. voice in it. I can, I can hear, you know, mm. and the sarcasm and. But the 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 little boy is um, red is so worldly. Like I I like how you know when he there's a bit in the book about when he was talking about the um, old man next door Frank having a, a beard like a wizard. Yeah. And and the way he sort of looks at it and sort of says, oh, you know, um, oh, is it? And then the mum's just sort of trying to dismiss dismissed but he's got these beautiful insights into the world yeah i think she says that uh that um 
he's, he's got a, must be it must have a beard because it, it must be a wizard because he's got a beard and she says well your uncle your uncle Graham's got a beard and he works at PC World yeah yeah I thought that was such a I could hear your voice in there but he's uh, he's very much Red is very much Charlie he's mm. um, he, there's even conversations that we've had that day that have immediately gone in the book about we had a conversation about whether what would win between a shark or a gorilla in a suit of armour and things like that and that goes just goes straight in the book so he has got a credit in uh, what would win it's a re- it depends on the depth of the water, that's the yeah. thing. I think a gorilla, to be honest. The, the armour might bastard, slow it down, though. Yeah. Especially but, in water. Yes. I just think he's got more rust. Forced. Yes. This is this is what I leave the house to fucking get away from. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up! <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to write a thing this week and I found it quite difficult to work at home. Not actually because of the kids, but because of Pete. Because, like, right. he works from home a lot. He works in the loft and I'll be at the kitchen table tapping away and as you two know especially when you're, you're trying to write something it's not really like doing an email and I can, I can stop halfway through an email and then go back to it and go yes half past four yeah. but like when you're actually trying to construct a thing and you've got an idea yeah. in your head and you're trying to keep the memory of the idea in your head which at 46 and poor perimenopausal isn't always that easy <laughs> and get to the end of the sentence and make it sound funny and nice that feels like balancing a tea tray on your head while shaving a cat and making a sandwich mm. and then a man comes in and goes um, I've got the council tax bill and you're like no no not now not now I've got a house of cards here yeah, Pete I'm literally standing on a cheese wire what uh, and, and when that happens say three or four times an hour it, I find it in the end, I had to just go. I'm, I'm really sorry, but I can't. Can just, just if you, of course you've got to come in the kitchen. It's your kitchen, it's your house. I'm not saying don't come in, but just, just what's at me? <laughs> just what's at me? If it's a question about the flights we're booking for the summer holiday or what day the trip to the maritime museum is, just what's at me, and I'll get to it. Could um, you not give him like a mini kettle and something else? He's uh, got a kettle. There's what? a kettle up there. I put a kettle in that room. Do you think that helped? No, no. He's got to come downstairs. And also, I did say to him, also, um, you know, you really kindly and sweetly always ask me if I want a cup of tea. The answer is always yes. It's always yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just make one. Just put it down and fuck off. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, And uh, since we had that conversation, I've managed to get a lot more done, actually. And a lot more tea. (laughs) And and Lindsay, obviously, you're, you're... Excellent, excellent. She drinks fuckloads of tea. It Does drives she? me nuts when she's working from home because honestly, twenty cups of tea. Oh, not... you've got to have one on. The... It's like you with biscuits. Though. I've got. I've literally got to have a hot drink yeah, to hand. Chain tea all day. Mm. I literally cannot cannot stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I... don't have that? No. <laughs> okay, weirdo. <laughs> I do it with coffee, and that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I've just got this machine. I press a button. I put the beans in, and it gives me an espresso. So I'm on. I'm teetering six to eight. Jesus, what well, coffees a day? Does but Lindsay I, give you the space that you? Does she respect the the coin? The the, the you know the meditative. Yeah, she's absolutely no interest in. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so so that's that's quite useful. Yeah, but sometimes you know when you when you are a procrastinator, you just want to go and find the other person who's in the house <laughs> and just have a chat <laughs> or whatever. You do. Yeah, just been looking at that council tax bill. Actually, you're right. Uh... <laughs> that's just an excuse because he misses you. Oh. He just wants to have a chat. Mm. Did you manage to get the council tax bill sorted? Yeah, it's fine. The first book, obviously, I wrote with you, Ellie, and then I did one by myself. And I fucking chain smoked. And I would be like, right, you have to write 500 words and then you can have a fag. Ah, reward system. Just quit. So I'm trying to work out what what can I have? Should I go biscuits? Because I, I, I need rewards. I need to be patted on the back. Right. I need an incentive. Ooh. You're considered heroin. 
Yes. I hear it's very slimming. <laughs> I think you could really get into online gambling and then oh. get that dopamine release. Yes, that's what I Something need. Something like that. Quick round of poker every 500 yes, words. Yes. Foxy bingo. <laughs> Just need a little hit of something that's, you know, that's not chocolate and biscuits. Although biscuits are, what is your biscuit of choice? Like if you want to go, well done, What's your writing biscuit? Wagon, yeah. wagon wheel. I know it's not really a biscuit. Oh, I love that's a fucking chocolate. Well, it's kind of biscuity chocolate or whatever. It sounds like a be- Twix. Twix is not a proper chocolate bar. Okay. Is Wagon Wheel even chocolate, isn't it? Chocolate flavour coating, isn't it? Oh, Something but like it's that. the mellowy... Mel- oh, that is Most a nice... But it's a nice... It. So much sugar in it. Wonderful. How many Wagon Wheels are you on a day? Quite a lot of You them, need mate. help, mate. You need to... It's better I'm, than smoking. I'm, I'm basically sat in my pants... Chaining wagon wheels one after the other, playing Foxy Bingo, looking at hundred thousand words, <laughs> thinking this is never going to get done. And and oh. are you are you a visual person? Because I I really like so I've I've got like like a scroll of paper, and I have different colours for different themes I have in the book, etc. Like, do you go visual post-it notes? Yeah, none of that at all. Like, really? I wish just... I wish to God I could do that because I just because it's like they call them planners and pantsers, don't they? Like a planner who plans everything out. Mm. Um, no, I've not heard of pantser. Someone who flies by the seat of their pants while they're oh. writing. And uh, I'm I'm not fully pantser, but I'm much more like that. I'm more kind of like I've got a rough idea where I'm going, but I'm not. I'll, I'll find out when I get there, kind of thing. Well, that's but interesting. People like... who really plan Excel yeah. spreadsheets and post notes. I really envy that because I think that would make it a lot easier. But my brain just don't work like that at all. Yeah, because I if I've got an interview. I'm like, I like to print it out and then maybe a couple of different highlighters and go, well, that's that theme. So yeah. I can use that quote mm-hmm. for that chapter or whatever. I say this all in theory. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I used to do like long form investigation, I used to interview everybody, type it all up, and then I used to print it out. And then I used to cut it up with scissors. No, but that's And that then really... arrange it into little piles. Yeah, yeah. And then Bonnie arrange little piles lyrics. into yeah, like, yeah. rough order of sort of... But I think sometimes, it I, sometimes it is a physical thing, like yeah. for me. Because the computer, well, as you can see, I mean, it's... it's. <laughs> yeah, your laptop is fucked. Um. My, la- my laptop is fucked. But I, I, do li- I do like the... um Yeah, and somehow about writing, I'll have an idea and then have to just write it on a piece of paper and leave it around the house going just think about that sort of thing see yeah. that's not about mental idea, no but you've just written 110,000 words You're... yeah but the, the fear of that is that I don't really know how <laughs> so the idea of doing it again I need some sort of hook to think how did I do that the first time around yeah and do you have like Roald Dahl's shed are you going to have like now yeah I've got a little office yeah it's, uh, but uh, I don't I don't really use it to be honest like, mm. uh, I, I, like it's just I spend, for wagon wheel storage spending an awful lot of time in the pub yeah so. yeah um, so what's what what is next, Matt? Have you got an idea for another book? I've got an idea for another. We'll see what see how this one lands. We got we got conversations about it and stuff. So I'll have to come up with a, a decent idea in the next few weeks. But uh, hopefully they'll give me a chance to write another one. Like I say, I absolutely love what I do. So I'd I'd like to think that I can keep doing it for a while a while longer. But yeah, in the meantime, fingers crossed for it to, for it coming out. And all all signs are people really like it. So. Mm. So yeah. Well, Helen, so. you loved it, didn't you? Absolutely excellent. It's a beautiful book, and and I, you know, it's like you. It's 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 funny, sarcastic, but it gets to the heart of, you know, what it is to be a man as well, yeah. like and a good man. Oh, bless your heart. And I, I've had a lot on. Um, so 
<laughs> I'll put that on the back of the paperback. <laughs> well done, Matt. Oh, I'm sure it's brilliant because you're brilliant and you're hilarious and not a wanker. So well done. Yay. Well done. Thank you. We highly recommend the book. Both yes, someone who's read it and someone who hasn't That's read it. That's right. Whether you've read it or not, you'll know. <laughs> put that on the cover. <laughs> See, we're balanced few. Yeah. There we are. I've been in fucking Antarctica. <laughs> He's got a Don't we know? Oh. <laughs> I've had a lot on. Three stars. <laughs> no, I like when you get like the book arrived late in the mail. Four stars. <laughs> oh, I've, I've only got one. St- I've only got one one star review for my first book, oh. and it's because the sticker on the front left residue. <laughs> And you can look that up on Amazon. It's still and it haunts me. Well, so I have me. marked men down for residue before. But anyway, <laughs> let us let us move on swiftly to the scummy mummy confessions. Who has got one for us? Oh, I've got I've got a stinky confession. Mm. Um, um, now that I'm not drinking or smoking, I've had a lot of time to think about my health. Okay, um, so that I've sounds been, interesting. Um, so I've been great like, start to a story. Or, ordering some like online tests, which I'm sure are fine. Online for, tests for cancer. Oh my god, honey. In the middle of the night? So <laughs> What do you have to breathe on a stick or something? No, How you have to you have to again siphon off some blood into oh, the so I did that today and I hadn't had much to eat and I was feeling a bit weird. You're not so- good with blood, you know you can't look at blood. You I don't know. like it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I know, it took me a couple of goes and then I had to like pump my finger. Anyway, I think through this online test that I got off from a four out of five um, trust pilot um, <laughs> medical provider, I don't have cancer. You think? <laughs> I think. What made you think you did have cancer? I'm, I'm really bloated. And then I found out that, but then I thought I did eat two packets of lentils yesterday. <laughs> so I'm really confused. Maybe I should stop eating lentils. I thought cancer, does it make you bloated? I thought that was chemotherapy. <sighs> I mean. <laughs> anyway, 
I don't know Wait, why. Dave, I don't know you... why you're questioning. Did you not hear the trust pilot rating <laughs> of this of particular health professional? <laughs> Where did you buy them from? These uh, tests. Timu. Wish.com. <laughs> it took six weeks. Oh my god. Anyway, I I've had maybe I probably should just have a drink. Um but yeah, I've just I've just when when I haven't like been very sober. Being yeah. very sober and sober. And now you think you have cancer. I mean that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Anyway. I, I think that's just what not being drunk feels like, Helen. <laughs> I don't think that's cancer symptoms. I think it's just not being fucked. Is I'm that just... what is that what the results said? Yeah. You're yeah. not leathered. <laughs> I would the, if the first instruction whatever came from Timu for the trust yeah. for the trust pilot doctor yeah. if the first instruction was siphon off your blood I'd, I'd have been questioning whether it was a legitimate cancer test yeah yeah I don't know for twenty four pounds maybe twenty four the whole twenty four pounds yeah for, for a dodgy yeah. test to tell you you probably maybe don't have cancer yeah just go to the doctor there's right. some there's some lab there in korea that's just got like a a barrel full of <laughs> cancer letters and a barrel full of non-cancer emails and they just randomly pick one out and then just send that email back back to you i'm not saying that it's not guaranteed yeah that you're 100 healthy i'm just not saying i'd rely necessarily it's just, on... it's just that last time i went to the doctor and said i had really smelly farts she said are you eating too many lentils <laughs> what the bloat and the kids keep saying mum you look like you've got cancer no there's something really wrong with you no one can smell that bad <laughs> <laughs> and I thought maybe they're right and this I was just... an actual GP yeah who told you that yeah I mean, I've mentioned it on the podcast before. Once I did a poo so big, uh, it looked like a, a tennis ball. And then I, I asked them to check my bum. And they were like, really? And I was like... She literally... Ma- no, to be clear, she walked into the GP and said, oh, how can I help you? I've done a shit that looks like a tennis ball. That was it. He must have thought you were showing off. I know. And then he just said... Just well, applaud you. Know, he's like, oh, she want me to look at up. your bum? And I said, yes, please. <laughs> Anyway, anyone else got a scummy mummy confession? I can give you mine. Go yeah. for it. Because I'm aware that uh, they're required on the podcast. That's right. It's a, it's a contractual obligation in return for your free 45-minute advertisement for your book. <laughs> Frank, Frank and Red, available in all Frank the Frank and Red. Sorry, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Frank versus baby. <laughs> Frank versus man. <laughs> when uh, just it was just after COVID and me and Charlie got used to doing this, this thing. We used to go for walks in the woods. And uh, because um, because it was like quiet, we used to play this game. We'd take the walkie-talkies with us, these shitty Buzz Lightyear walkie-talkies. And when we played hide and seek, we'd try and find each other by using the walkie-talkies. So he'd disappear into the woods, and, and I'd try and find him. After a while, these shitty walkie-talkies from Timu, or equivalent <laughs> back then, just stopped working. They just made a fart noise when you pressed the button. So we'd still use them and echolocate each other using the fart <laughs> Sorry. And then we realised that there was literally no reason to take the walkie-talkies with us at all. <laughs> we could just basically make the fart noises with our mouths and we'd find each other in the woods like that. So we did that really sophisticated game, right? So we were doing this. And uh, the one thing that Charlie absolutely adored is if I could actually fart. So not with my mouth or anything like that, make a noise. I could, uh, I could actually fart. He thought it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> So I was in the woods near our house and uh, I could feel that I was going to do a massive fart and it was going to be really loud. You know, you can tell something's going to be really, yeah, really yeah. trumpeter. I thought, this is great. And so uh, I could see him through the trees <laughs> and uh, 
I just like jumped over this dry stone wall and my shoulders were going like, I mean, I'm just <laughs> chuckling to myself that I could see it and, and, I, and I let rip this massive fart, absolutely like echoed, like literally birds flew out of the trees <gasps> in front of it. Like, Dogs died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I could see it and, my, and, and uh, as it finished and just, just tapered off and my shoulders are still going, chuckling, chuckling. And I turned around and there's an entire family having a picnic. <laughs> Every generation of this family, oh. and honestly, that the old woman's face just haunts me. Oh. Was, she was so close. She was so I can't describe how close she was. Oh. And, uh, well, that family is here tonight. <laughs> but she was so, so, so close. And she uh, and and I just jumped back up the wall and said, "Charlie, we need to go. We need to go, mate." And uh, it, what what. What haunts me about it so much, it's not just the woman's face, but it's from their point of view. Yeah. Just a middle-aged man just jumped over a wall, <laughs> farted on their nan, and then just fucked off again. <laughs> Which is just well, once again, don't yup someone's yum. <laughs> if that's what makes you happy. Yeah, yeah. don't yup someone's yum. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh wow. Well, look, I, I don't have a confession that can top that. I was going to do something about eating a macaroni and cheese, but it's, it's dull. But I will share um, a thing I saw on the internet the other day, which sort of related so I read this um, interview of Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum oh I love them and Sam Neill was talking about um, the premiere of Jurassic Park I think it was and he was sat next to Princess Diana right so we had Princess <gasps> Diana on one side and his own son who was like 11 on his other side and the film starts and like his son's really excited his son starts like farting <laughs> like just massively and just oh like Sam Neil could smell it and then he's aware that the smell is like wafting <laughs> over to Princess Diana so Princess Maybe Diana die. now thinks she's sat next to Sam Neil who's oh. just farting away oh god so uh, he tells this story and obviously everyone laughs and Jeff Goldblum goes and what I love is that after all these years the lengths that man will go to to blame that child <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yes not my story but a a lovely one I think oh Oh. so there we go go on tell us the name of your book again Frank and Red Frank and Red by by Dog versus Man or whatever it is by Matt Ate My Baby it's (laughs) Fart versus Nan yeah Fart versus Nan would be good and it's out now oh thank you now you said you were sort of a bit anxious about coming on this podcast terrified I think the word I was uh, was trying to use well has it not been that bad has it I absolutely adore your company. Aww. And I will always adore your company. The idea of committing it necessarily to, to, to posterity, not so sure about. But, uh, but it's been an absolute joy. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't uh, jump at the chance before. And we will come back to Sheffield, we promise. Yeah, I'll find, oh, we've, find... Got heat, we've got heating in Sheffield, honestly. We do uh, have some venues apparently that have got, not, have got no. heating. It's mainly just the one pub. Someone has to, just yeah. to man it for the heating for that particular <laughs> venue for that night. But yeah. Well, thank you. We love your company, Matt Coyne, if that is your real name. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Do you want to do some admin? Yes, um, come and see our live shows. We'd love that. Uh, That's how we make money. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) that's. I always like to end every podcast, Matt, by explaining the business model of the the platform. Um, Instagram revenues are down, everyone. So if you could get those tickets in those baskets... Get down to the box office right now. Thank you so much. We're going to some really big venues this year. Podcasts aren't as popular as they were in lockdown and we're feeling the pinch here at the Scummy Mummies. So again, please, get your tickets now.
<laughs> Where are we going? Chipping Norton! Stockport! Shut up! <laughs> Chokesbury! That's why people aren't coming. We're terrible at marketing. <laughs> Not- Nottingham, when's that? Nottingham's coming up. Um, tickets have gone on sale for Newbury, Ellie. Good! <laughs> Worcester. 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 Northampton. Yes. Sutton Coldfield. Mm. Chicken Shed. Where's that? That is in North London. North London. Cock Fosters. (laughs) (laughs) Kent. Hempstead Park. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, we just booked Oxford, haven't we? We've just sorting that out now. Swansea, Cardiff, Mansfield, Leicester. And then that takes us all the way to Liverpool and Nottingham in June. That's right. And then up, up north we go to Aberdeen, Dundee and Glasgow in October. And then Newcastle, etc. And... People of Norwich, we're coming back in November. Two nights. And we're going Cornwall in June as well. Oh, I'm really looking forward to that. Sort of. Anyway, um, hope you've everyone. I hope you had a pen to hand, so you've written all that down, listeners. Uh, if not, you can always go to scummymummies.com uh, for dates and tickets. Wonderful. Please. And you're on tour, aren't you, Matthew? I am. I'm doing a fake stand-up comedy tour. It's a PowerPoint presentation, really. We know this great venue, actually. There's oh, no doors God. or windows. <laughs> it's just made of canvas. I mean, it's a tent. It's a tent. Yeah. Um, but it's in, uh, it's in the South Pole. It's <laughs> Than Sheffield in March. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> oh, thank oh. you, Matt. You've been delightful as always. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Oh. <laughs> what are you doing? Could you make Don't some noises before we've even started? Oh, make some noises with your mouth. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Why does <clears throat> with men making too much mouth noise? <laughs> Wow. Lucky like, girl. It's like being at home, getting in trouble for sneezing. Yeah, stop breathing! <laughs> God's sake. Can't you eat an apple quietly? Ugh. Fucking horse. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Hello. It really is like being... <laughs> You're like a fucking horse. That's what, that's what Lindsay said to me as I left this morning. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.